Welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast. Here's a Probably Bad Fact. Dungeons and Dragons was invented when Jeremy Irons was trying to find something to do on the set of the film Dungeons and Dragons. Thanks to our friends for keeping this podcast going, including Scribbles and Carlo, and our new friends Nat, Minibit, and Cameron. Have a Probably Bad Day. Welcome to Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely bad. I'm Pencil. I'm Paper. And today's Probably Bad RPG idea is... Players are following a mysterious leaked government memo saying, Be careful, they're not even human. Pigeons. It's talking about pigeons. So I actually came this before the whole birds of fake thing became uh, a meme. And I take full credit for that. Uh, I invented that concept. Birds are fake thing? I think you I missed know, that one. Uh, there's been a meme on Tumblr and various around the internet that birds don't exist. They're recording agents for the government. Um, okay. And that's been like a satirical theory that all birds are invented by the government. Um, yeah. I sort of assumed that was why you chose this idea, but... No, it's... The reason why I picked this idea out is because it implies that pigeons should be human, but mm. they aren't. Like, did they used to be human? Were they never human but meant to be? What is happening with the pigeons? I'd like to think that the government, like, is incapable of distinguishing between pigeons and people. Like, once you join the government, you lose the ability to distinguish between a human being and a pigeon. I mean, they've uh, both got two legs, they're both largely found in cities. The government has accepted the, like, featherless biped approach to human, uh, but they don't know pigeons have feathers. Well, this is why they've realised they're not human. Someone just sat up in Whitehall one day like, Wait a minute! They have feathers! Government conspiracy, but it's just really stupid. Much the like most conspiracies. Yeah, just like real life. But yeah, the government doesn't know that pigeons aren't people, um, and so a lot of pigeons are getting like tax uh, summons, but they don't pay them obviously because they're pigeons. Imagine being tried before a jury of pigeons. Because the judge works for the government, so you'll be like. Can I ask for a mistrial? Because that's just a dozen pigeons, and the judge will be like, I, I don't know what you mean. That's 12 guys. The defense and the prosecution are both trying to get jurors dismissed so they can replace them with humans. And the judge <laughs> is just like, if you're going to dismiss every juror, you'll just have the ones we had in the first place. There's, I really like this idea of a world where the government is adamant that pigeons are humans. I mean, like, that makes the way that we treat pigeons real fucked up. It does. But then the way that we treat humans is real fucked up. Yeah, the government just wants to do, like, hate crimes for everyone. Wow, this is bearing into some really weird form of satire. Are you implying that... Like, if doing stuff to pigeons 
is a hate crime. That implies that being a pigeon is a protected characteristic under the Equality Act. I mean, like, if we're counting pigeons as people, then they are definitely, like, a marginalised group. Like, Tell when's me. the last time you saw a pigeon with a job or a house? Tell me which section of the Equality Act talks about non-discrimination against pigeons. Okay, I'm going to say the Sexuality Act. All pigeons are queer. Pigeons are attracted to other pigeons and not yeah. humans. Yeah. <laughs> and that makes them that makes them not straight. Pigeons at pride. Pigeon pride. That sounds adorable. Just imagining a pigeon in a little mesh shirt. Yeah. I I I'm not sure this is an RPG idea so much as like a really weird dystopia. A Tuffle Boyfriend RPG lab hmm. book, I think it would have to be. I think the way you would do it would be... Um, okay, so you're like government agents of some kind, mm-hmm. and you're doing whatever the normal plot is. But like 50% of the people you encounter are pitching. But the GM doesn't tell you that you have to figure out from context clues who's an actual person and who is a pigeon. Um, what context doesn't... clues like has feathers and eats food off the ground? Yeah, like you mentioned things like the yeah they refuse to answer your questions and just keep eating their food. And is this because they're rude uh, or because they don't like talk to cops, or is it because they're a pigeon? <laughs> Like a child cycles past on a bicycle and your potential informant vanishes because they flew away. Yeah, you just you don't mention anything specific like feathers or flying, but it's like all of them scatter as you enter the room or something. <laughs> like I think we could like just like the idea of an unreliable narrator in like an RPG is one that's not examined very much, possibly because it gets a bit rude to just straight up lie to your players. Yeah, unreliable DM sounds like it would be really fun for about five minutes. Yeah, like I think, yeah, unreliable DM is something that would be really fun or really awful. But I think we've come up with a great balance where it's both. Like, I guess the thing is to see how long it takes for your players to realise that you're discussing uh, pigeons. Mm-hmm. So. To come back to the actual idea, which branch of government has a memo that just reminds you that pigeons aren't human? I'm gonna... For some reason, my mind does jump to the tax office, and it's like, please stop following up the pigeons for not sending in tax returns. Those are birds. They haven't sent tax returns because they are birds. To be fair, the birds have no income and therefore would not need to pay tax. Mm. Although I guess you do still have to declare that to HMRC. Yeah. The pigeons have not sent in the correct forms to show that they are unemployed. They're not receiving benefits. Where are they getting their food from? This is highly suspicious. I, I do... Like, going back to your reliable director thing, I do like the idea of, like, you're uncovering this web of embezzlement, and the end it says, like, oh yeah, they're all pigeons. We need you to arrest this street gang that is stealing from people, 
harassing bystanders, riding the, the buses and trams for free, leaving their mess everywhere. You show up and there's a hundred guys watching you, and there's like, oh shit, and then one lose falls, they all run away, and it turns out they're pigeons. <laughs> Hundred guys watching you from the phone wire. Like you could just put this in anywhere. Like any character could be a pigeon. Yeah, and if you're playing a fantasy game, just turn it into like magic pigeons. I love the idea of like each setting has like there's magic pigeons, and sci-fi setting there's space pigeons, and then there's like. Well, in a sci-fi setting, they actually are government drones. In a sci-fi setting, I guess some of them might be people. <laughs> I mean, in a fantasy setting, some of them might be people that got turned into pigeons. What if this memo is because the government thought that all pigeons were people that got turned into birds, but it turns out some of them are just normal pigeons? Actually, I do, I do really like they have, like, a humanitarian mission to cure pigeons that is unaware that pigeons are just a natural animal. <laughs> they think that pigeons are created by humans who were turned into pigeons. It's like the people that protested a clay pigeon shooting because they thought it was like a rock dove. Mm. But yeah, you're, yeah, you're sent here to deal with this like supernatural curse that's inflicted affected thousands of people. And how long before you figure out that the government just doesn't know what birds are? I don't know why the government isn't able to tell the difference between a pigeon and a human. Have you seen the government? True, I assume budget cuts. <laughs> uh, they're not teaching government's agents uh, how to distinguish between the two anymore. Mm-hmm. Just, just the cops are coming for you, and you point like, it's that guy, and you point to the pigeon. I just, I, yeah, this is, I, I just, I, I'm incorporating this into my worldview. Like, people are like, oh no, these people, you know, they can't speak or, like, hold down jobs. There's clearly something wrong with them. And it's like, no, those are birds. What you're thinking about is birds. They have bird disease, and we need to raise a lot of money for a cure. Honest. This is going back to an embezzlement scheme. I, I need millions to cure bird disease, a condition affecting uh, millions of citizens. Like, we even have pigeons on the board, so you know we're legit. It's going and half of this is, like, very serious government agents, and the other half is pigeons wearing little suits. Um, and the government agents keep asking the pigeons for their uh, opinion on the matter, and then the pigeons just take a shit on the chair. Which, to be fair... If it was a if it was a person, it would be a very powerful expression of their opinion. Hmm. But yeah, Steve really doesn't like your idea. It seems. <laughs> would you like some breadcrumbs, Steve? All the like government agents are also eating breadcrumbs so as not to make the pigeons feel like left out. That's their cultural food. Hmm. You want to be polite. And afterwards, Just... the pigeons and the government agents all go and have a bath in the local fountain. Again, I'm looking at it as, like, these five, like, you know, your, your stereotypical FBI black suit sunglasses guys just following two pigeons around who are also wearing a little black suit and sunglasses and just doing whatever the pigeons do. And then when you ask what the fuck's going on, they're like, oh, well, we're not racist. 
and then they like eat uh, breadcrumbs off the ground and jump in a fountain. Yeah. Like, I think the best way to cover this has been to an RPG is not to have it be the main plot. It's just a background thing that the government has accepted pigeons on as members of the government. I think we've moved on to them being people, to them holding actual power. Yeah, like the president is a pigeon. Um, and somehow doing a better job than a number of previous presidents. The president of. <laughs> Sending the troops, they say, releasing thousands of pigeons. None of the would pigeons know what. Yeah. I guess to be fair, yeah. Yeah, pigeons have a long and proud history in the military. Because the government believes they're like actual people. Last time on Tales of Morterra. Arson! 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 We can't like tread upon <laughs> our brain with you. I thought she was going to try and, and surf on the horse. K get dead? Yeah. Uh, you want to kill me? I'm a wizard, I've always got plans. Tales of Morterra, an actual play podcast. Available wherever you're listening to this right now. <laughs> the questions? Yeah. Um... Our first question is sent from Anonymous, possibly a pigeon. Uh, my friend is starting a new set season of my favourite D&D campaign, so it's almost time for a new character. I'm thinking of Druid Tiefling guy as a base man struggling on lore. Any funny or angsty backstory ideas I could add? Like the idea of a Druid Tiefling combination, because I feel like this would be a Druid who's very, like, focused on the more maligned kind of animals. Hmm. This runs yeah. like a runs like a rat sanctuary. Yeah, like I like the idea of like a druid who represents the like unpleasant parts of nature. And is like, yeah, these guys are like, you know, no one likes rats or maggots, but they are essential to the ecosystem. I I have befriended this animal who will do work for the party. It is a stink bug. Okay, but assassin beetle themed character. Hmm. Like, yeah, like there's definitely, or just like, yeah, assassin beetle themed character who is like sneaky murder druid. Yeah, and in presumably to keep with the assassin beetle theme. Like, steals the clothes of people they kill. I'm just inventing Agent 47 from Hitman, but yeah. as a druid, play that. Agent 47 from Hitman was unable to distinguish people and pigeons would be a very interesting game. But also, uh, we should get back to the thing we were talking about. Yeah, but like... Like, I, th I think that's the most obvious druid tiefling mm. combination. Which I feel is more on the angsty side, but could very easily be the funny side, depending on how you played yeah. it. I think the funny side um, was bullied by cars. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, was bullied by cars. Fuck it, that's what I'm going with. And now they're a druid. Sorry, I've just moved, and as such, my ideas are incomprehensible. Grew up in a forest on the edge of. The city from Cars. 
And sometimes the cars would come into the city to race and be mean to the animals. And so they had to, like, learn druidry to stop the cars. Uh, this is... Yeah, just tell your GM that Pixar's cars is in fact canon to their setting. Uh, it'll be fine. I feel like you could maybe also do something with, like... Because a lot of people, when they describe their Tieflings characters, they compare their horns to a certain animal. Like antlers would be. Yeah, but it's it's like, you know, oh, well, I've got oryx horns or goat horns or something like that. Yeah. And I feel like you could very easily turn that into, like, your family has some sort of connection with that kind of animal. Yeah. Like, I think there's definitely something in, like, a druid, not a druid, uh, a tiefling who is, like, doesn't want to be your evil demon tiefling but also doesn't, like, necessarily connect to sort of traditional morality. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go protect nature and follow natural things instead as, like, a compromise between the two. Mm. So, striving for true neutrality by doing as many mm. just, like, natural-in-the-woods kind of behaviours as possible instead mm. of trying to fit into human or demon societies. I guess alternatively runs out into the um woods as an escape. Um we're definitely going more on the angsty side. Oh hey, a car alarm. <laughs> Don't worry, I can't hear it. But also the cars from cars are coming for you. Um okay, what about a tiefling society where with the horns thing you know, when you reach maturity, you are assigned the animal that shares your horns to protect. That is your fursona, is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, the like yeah, the tiefling was born with, like, antlers, and like, sorry, you've got a deer fursona, you need to go in the woods to live with the deer. That's where druids come from. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you're 18, someone just go up to you and give you a drawing of your persona and you have to go become a druid. We, we are, of course, making the very original first-time-ever joke that druids are furries. Yeah. Um, but also, I feel like it would be an interesting way to, like, run a tiefling druid society. Mm. But yeah, like, I guess if, like... Everyone has their own animal they're connected to. We are going back to furries. This, we are just going back to fursonas. Or, um, appropriately, demons, like from his dark materials. Oh, yeah. I guess you could be, like, half nature demon or something. Like, nature demons must be a thing in D&D somewhere. Because it's the whole, like, red in tooth and claw thing. Mm. And like, you know, maybe you're, maybe like that can be the conflict is between like, you know, harmony nature and red in tooth and claw nature. Your char- your character arc is realizing that they're the same thing. Mm. Your character the... arc is eating the mayor. Specifically the mayor. Yeah, which is really easy because he's a pigeon. <laughs> See, I was I was picturing like a female horse. As as the mayor, but that might just be fun brain. Pigeons, horses, and humans make up the government in exactly equal proportion, 
And all of them are under the impression that every other member of the government is the same species as them. When a child is born, they are assigned human, pigeon, or horse. And but your character. I like how we get to the same joke from two different directions. You have a human love interest, a pigeon love interest, and a horse love interest. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen that dating sim. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, so your true backstory is that you were dumped by a horse. Um, and then you became a druid, gained the ability to eat them. Yes. Uh, also, maybe something about alienation in the face of uh, civilization or something, but mostly the horse thing. Yeah. Uh, our second question is from Atakud. Atakud? I don't know how I'm pronouncing this. I, do I don't know. Well, from that guy. I've been casually crafting this world for a while, but I just realized I don't have a villain. How do I write a compelling villain? How do I write one whose ideology is morally right, but whose execution is wrong? So have hot you heard take. of the MCU? Yeah, hot take. I don't really enjoy that as a type of villain these days. Because it always seems like an excuse to not make a change. Because if someone, if someone's execution is not correct then that automatically means that their goals were wrong the whole time because that's the only way to reach that goal is to do a bad thing so now we've insulted you um <laughs> maybe if they're like they don't have to be defeated they can be hm. convinced of a better way of achieving their goal like i do like the idea more, of like almost like more of Kind of an anti-hero? Like, you've got the right idea, but you're doing bad things. Let's do different things. That's not an anti-hero. You know what I mean. Yeah. So you've got villains. Um, and all of the villains are good aligned, but they're just all following, like, a different conception of morality. Like, what do you want? Like, cause I think that would be the way of doing it. If, like, you've got, say, the deontologist and the utilitarian to take the traditional, like, conflict. So you've got we should kill people for the greater good versus killing is never right. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, there's a genuine question over which of those people is correct, so it's not so necessarily that they are doing something evil. It's, but, you know, which, are you or the players the good guys in this situation? And I feel that's how you would do villains who have, like, morally correct ideas, but are still in conflict with the players. Where the discussion is over which one of you is, in fact, doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Failing that, just have all your villains be bastards. Like, you know, you don't have to have your villains have, like, morally good goals. They could just be doing bastard things. Yeah, like, I don't know. I think part of it is, like, an MCU thing, but I also just, I don't think I've ever actually seen this concept done well. Mm. Like to me, a compelling villain is someone who is like, "Oh, oh, I don't like you," or like yeah. even they have some vague ideology somewhere at the root of things, but it went wrong so long ago that yeah. it's not just you're doing the right thing the wrong way. It's oh, we need to just shut this all down and start again. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the fundamental problem with like 
sorry to start turning for a roast session. Uh, yeah, I think the fundamental problem with like doing the right thing in the wrong way is like, you know, presumably if you go up to them and go, hey, maybe you could do this without killing babies. Yeah, and there's also the question of like, are you still doing the right thing if you're doing it in that wrong of a way? But yeah, like, I feel like... This is part of the whole, like, the fact that they are a villain despite these ideologies, but I don't know, it's just... Yeah, I think I go with, like, yeah, a villain who's, like... A villain should have, like, from their own perspective that they're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. But anyway, bad ideas. From my perspective, it's the Jedi who are evil. Yeah, like, your villain just goes around kicking babies and yelling that every so often. (laughs) Um, I think that, like, yeah, I mean, you could just go full MCU, see how many times you could go, well, that happened after an event before the GM decks you. Um, I do kind of really like the idea of, like, just going to the full extreme of, like, I need to end world hunger, and a way I'm going to do that is to shoot your grandma and just refusing to elaborate on the cause and effect there. I mean, it's at least a little bit more interesting than uh, by killing half of all of the people. Mm. It's a bit more personal. I'm going to protect the environment by committing tax fraud. (laughs) I realize this villain who is like, is adamant that like, yeah, the best way for me to save the children of the world is for me to burn down the local hospital. I will not elaborate. I don't know, like, I know we've already done one sort of tax-based thing today, but I also like the idea of the villain, the big bad of your campaign isn't doing anything that's that directly harmful, it's more of like a long-term thing, like, oh, well, I'm embezzling money from, so that instead of it going to taxes, I can use it to solve hunger. But we were going to use that money to fund food banks. Uh, yeah, uh, subscribe for more tax-themed RPG ideas. But yeah, I do... Like, because uh, yeah, sort of financial crimes are weird in that they are genuinely harmful, but it is kind of hard to make. Yeah, your big bad is trying to embezzle funds from the local fast food restaurant into a genuine threat. And yeah, that you could have a discussion over whether or not like I guess you could have a discussion about like the private versus public sector, which I'm sure your players will find deeply thrilling. <laughs> uh yeah, I guess if you would go to really esoteric philosophical like political stances. Like, this villain has the right idea, but sadly they're unaware of the concept of Rolder's original position vis-a-vis political uh, motivation. This villain has the right idea, but also so severely misunderstands the way that the government runs that, at best, they're not really changing anything. This villain has the right idea, but they're dumb as shit. I'm going to help feed the starving children 
by making a statue of candy and driving it down the streets. Actually, yeah, I like your villain has the right idea, but sadly they're really stupid. And all their plans are bad. And making things worse by accident. Yeah, actually, no, I like, yeah, your villain is try is genuinely trying to do the right thing, but I think what we've invented is like like a realistic billionaire philanthropist. Yeah, it's just like you tried, maybe hire someone who can try better. Yeah, they're like, don't worry, I'm gonna build houses for all of the homeless. These are my sleep pods. Yeah. If you if you put your head on the pillow twice, it will launch you to the moon. I've got these old shipping containers. Yeah, you have to like convince the villain that they're just not able to fix the problems they want to fix. It's villains about systemic inequality. I think I've been in that campaign too. And like, it's especially I mean, we, hard. we were in a campaign where there was a whole side quest to unionize some railroad railroad workers. Yeah, which was not written into the plan at all. It just kind of happened. Just unionized some orcs. Uh, unionized villains. They don't even have dental. All the big bads unionized because heroes keep showing up and beating them up. Is that plot of Suicide Squad? I haven't seen it, but that feels like uh, Suicide Squad. I also Squad. haven't seen it, uh, so sure, neither of us can say otherwise. If that's not plot of Suicide Squad, feel free to send us hateful emails. <laughs> feel free to send us hateful emails seems like the point to end the episode. Um, if you want to send those emails, or even some nice ones, why not push the boat out? Um, you can email propertybadpodcast at gmail.com if you want to support us so pigeons don't take all of our money. And I guess you can also get bonus episodes, homebrews, access to a Discord server, um, and short games made by Pencil and editor slash producer Nick. Then you can go to patreon.com slash ideas. And remember to have a probably bad day. Probably bad day. Bye.